It is the Thursday morning show on KEXE, KBXE. I'm Heidi Holton. Don't forget, it's a new year. That means we're doing some new things. And instead of the sports page on Thursdays, you'll begin to hear it on Friday mornings. John Bauer will be joining me tomorrow. Mr. Semi-Retired, along with Fred Friedman and Kyle Erickson at 8.05. Later in this hour, we're going to talk with the mayor of Brainerd about a sledding hill the city is putting some time and energy into, but now we're focusing on Native Report. It's a program from WDSE, WRPT Public Television in Duluth. It's their 17th season debut, and back with us now is producer Ramona Morosis. Ramona, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. You are welcome. So, the description of Native Report is that it illuminating the best of Indian country in storytelling by promoting understanding between Native and non-Native cultures. How would you describe how you approach this new season? Well, we are in season 17 of the show. I am so ecstatic that it premieres tonight. And we're exploring modern impacts of past policies. We're talking to members of the Native American two-spirited community. And we're also talking to multiracial natives about their experiences and their perspectives in life. And I am so excited because we are bringing our audience stories, um, our national audience, because it airs first in our broadcast area and then it's shared on across the country and we're bringing stories this season which i'm really excited about from the midwest to alaska to oklahoma and more okay well let's you sent me a a few sneak listens and let's take a listen to one and then tell us more about it alaska has one of the highest rates of multiracial people in the country i get so excited about representing my ancestors I just hope my kids can be proud of who they are and create their own life. My kids being Native is not a risk factor. My kids being multiracial is not a risk factor. It's what makes them special. Tell us about this one. So this is a really exciting story. This is Between Two Worlds, Multiracial Alaska, and you just got a sneak peek of that long story. That's where we meet a Black Yupik musician and his family, as well as an Athabascan Filipino family to learn more about the unique Indigenous multiracial experience in Alaska in a very diverse state in our country. And these are the stories of how diverse peoples are connecting with their whole identity. And Philip Blanchett is a member of the Pamua Music Group. He's a parent of Black, Yupik, White, mixed-race children. And Dr. E.J. Ramos-David is a professor of psychology at the University of Alaska, Anchorage. He's a parent of Athabascan Filipino mixed-race children. And this story is brought to us um, by Joshua Brandsetter, as well as Cornelius Nelson also at the Baskin himself. And we're so excited to share this story about diverse peoples connecting with their whole identity. And we felt that was really important to kind of share different perspectives of between two worlds. There are so many multiracial people out there and we all have our own individual unique experiences. And we just really wanted to illuminate some of the native multiracial experiences. 
Yeah, that's Ramona Morozes. We're talking about Native Report. Their 17th season debuts tonight. That's on WDSE, WRPT, Duluth Public Television. So it sounds like you are not only bringing stories of Native folks from around the country, but also collaborating with journalists that are covering these kinds of issues. We are. We hear from nearly 10 freelance journalists, Native and non-Native, from across the country this season. That's great. Let's take a listen to another one of the uh, part of Season 17 for Native Report. When I first addressed this issue, my daughters were around seeing them growing up in the atmosphere of that word. I heard from the women on the tribal council about what that name really represented to them. And you could see it was visceral. It hurt them. We have an opportunity to right a wrong. Once you learn something is offensive, it doesn't change just because it doesn't offend you. That last comment there just really struck me. I'm excited to see this one because words really do matter. Absolutely. And this is the journey from Squaw Lake to Amber Lake. Um, Amber Lake is in Oneida and Vilas counties in Wisconsin. We actually decided to pursue this story about the name change of this lake in Wisconsin before the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, formally established a process to review and replace derogatory names of the nation's geographic features. And she also declared squaw to be a derogatory term and ordered the board on geographic names, which is the federal body tasked with naming geographic places to implement procedures to remove the term from federal usage. And that's according to the Department of Interior. And what is so cool about this story is that we hear from native and non-native members of this uh, Vilas County community that together came together to support one another and help one another in this name change. Um, The Lock Du Flambeau Band of Lake Superior Chippewa Indians was successful in changing the name of a lake that has long been rendered a racial slur of Native women. But as we learn in this report brought to us by producer Sanavi Spoonhunter and Cinema cinematographer Lee Collins, it was a difficult task to execute for a number of reasons. One being is that the lake resides off tribal lands. So I would really hope that um, people join us for season 17 um, premiering tonight to learn more about the journey from Squaw Lake to Amber Lake. And that is coming in episode Three. So it won't be on the premiere tonight, but you can stay tuned to the Native Report show for, to learn more about that story. Okay. And so we are learning about uh, season 17 of Native Report. Finally, Ramona, we're going to listen to um, a, an excerpt from an upcoming show, and she is no stranger to us. Here's Annie Humphrey. You know, apart from artistry, just my whole, my whole life revolves around the natural world. The fires and the floods have begun. Everywhere. The spirituality part. And I don't know, maybe maybe the music, maybe the spirits tell me what to write. I mean, I think they, they probably do. The system is desperate. Annie Humphrey there, tell you us. Know, apart from artists. Tell us why. Annie was part of these stories. What what intrigued you? How does she fit into the Native Report's 17th season? 
I guess that they native, the Native Report Show had been wanting to catch up with this Ojibwe musician for a while. And there are so many talented people across Indian country, artists, uh, you know, musicians, uh, people doing applique. We also catch up with an applique Ojibwe artist. But what was very interesting about Annie is that she was performing right near our station headquarters. So we thought, what a great opportunity to catch up with her. I still hear some of the songs that she played that day, and I hum them in my head still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just hearing her experience about what led her to the journey, you know, as a mother with children, they she took them on the road with her. She pulled, you know, they were on the road with her. She was just in the, like, really building up her career. Kids, her kids had said to her, you know, we want to, we want to try to do the school thing. We want some school structure. And she felt she did owe that to them to have that experience. So she kind of sacrificed a lot in her music career for her children. But ultimately, as you can see, it didn't end up holding her back in success measures at all because she is very well known in the Native community and beyond and just a very talented musician. And what this story kind of has a focus on is one of her songs of healing for victims of sexual violence. It's about, um, it's a song for healing for many of the Native women that have experienced sexual violence and violence. And we paired her story in an episode where we also um, talked to Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan of Minnesota about the MMIW epidemic and we also talk with Senator U.S. Senator Tina Smith about efforts um, that she's taking on to get outdated and racist laws off the books that still are on the books that apply to natives, such as allowing for the forced removal from their homes to be sent to boarding schools and um, forced labor. So it's very interesting that these laws are still on the books and the fact that they even made it onto the books is also something that we explore in that episode, which is episode two. All right. That's Ramona Morosis a producer for Native Report from WDSC WRPT. Their season 17 debuts tonight. What time? 7.30 on PBS North. 7.30 p.m. PBS North. All right. Thanks so much, Ramona. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Heidi. Thanks. You're welcome. You can also find information on Facebook and their page as well to, to catch up on Native Report. Right now we're going to join In Progress President Joe Biden speaking on the anniversary of January 6th insurrection. The 